You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, 11 4 back on the Fantiki and Tierney Show, 877-337-6666 is our number. Back to the calls in a moment on the... Uh, the whole dance with Rodgers and Carr, and it's, uh, it is quite convoluted. And the Jets can either hit a home run or they can, uh, in the eyes of some, completely whiff, which I don't envision under any circumstance them completely whiffing. Uh, but uh, we'll get back to that in a sec. All right, so, Teak, and you get this in baseball more than any other sport. Maybe there's more downtime. You know, guys sitting around the cage, as we talked about before, and just kind of, you know, just the, the pace of, of spring training before the games really start, you you see a lot of articles about guys in the best shape of their lives, and I think that you see that more in yeah. baseball than I already read an article on Severino over the weekend about that, and he does look the part. Uh, I also read an article on Marcana, who is uh, you know, a little bit more jacked. He put on like 15 pounds of muscle in the pursuit of home runs. We see this every year, right? Mm-hmm. Biceps um, don't cause home runs to happen. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And and now the other thing that is kind of thrown into the conversational blender, and we seem to get this every year as well, Giancarlo Stanton is destined to play more in the outfield. Okay, <laughs> why would anybody believe that that's actually going to come to fruition? I mean, why? are you are you anti that? No, you- I just I'm an, I'm not anti the premise. I'm anti the the reality of that actually happening enough to justify what they're saying. He's going to well, get hurt. I mean, but it, maybe he'll get hurt. I think is the question. He's maybe. one of the maybe he's one of these guys that's put in all the extra work and he actually stretched this offseason instead of lifting. But they said that last night. year because they trained him and Judge both changed their uh, yeah. you know yeah their because, workout regimen. Yeah, Judge was talking about it be relative to learning how to take care of himself and realizing the grind and it was the best he ever felt coming into a season and and it paid off for him obviously with the with the sixty two uh, home run chase and then ultimately an enormous contract. So I get it. But it does make sense, right? The last thing you want is inflexibility, especially in a DH spot. Not that they have someone sitting in the wings waiting to fill the DH spot like a bat they need to get into the lineup. But I like the idea that Giancarlo Stanton wants to play in the in the field more because it gives you so much more versatility. Um, and Aaron Judge, I think, is the reason we talk about this is because of Aaron Judge, who was asked about it, and he's like, yeah, I'll go play left, right, whatever it takes. You know, we know he can play anywhere in the outfield, Aaron Judge. He's a great right fielder. He was a really good, above average, I'd say, center fielder mm-hmm. even last year. But now that Harrison Bader is here for the long term, or at least the immediate term, then you don't really need him in center. If if you can get Stanton out there and 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 make him feel more engaged and maybe condition his body, like callous his body, 
to be more of an everyday player. I love that. It, it would give more value to his role on this team. It's instead too of late. Us always talking about, yeah, he's just a $33 million a year or whatever it is now. That's $35 too late. million dollar a year uh, DH, which is, which is I don't know, feels, it feels empty sometimes. Yeah, it's too late. It, it's too late to change the trajectory of, of who he is and where he's going. And this is not to, to not slander. Unless he, not unless he plays and wins. He plays great, and then they win a World Series, right? That, that's, what you, that's what you're ultimately trying to do, right? Oh, 100%. I just, listen, I'm realistic here. He's not going to play 75 games in the outfield. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and, you know, there's no sport. I know that we get a little bit too immersed in the numbers, and they, they kind of... I've always said this. You could take a guy who's hitting 220, right? And he's, man, this guy's hitting some bad luck. He's hit a lot of atom balls. You know, line drives right at him. That's the old expression. Another <laughs> atom ball, hit it on the screws right at him. Uh, and if you had a little more luck, you wouldn't be hitting 220. All right, maybe. But you could also take the guy who's hitting 312. And, man, that's a lot of bloops, a lot of bleeders, a lot of six hoppers that found holes. A little fortunate, probably not a 312 hitter. Uh, we can take numbers and do whatever we want in baseball. But we are married to the numbers in baseball as much as we are because they are most relevant in more so than any other sport. All right? And these are the numbers that you need to know about Giancarlo Stan. 149. Mm-hmm. That's the amount of times he played in the outfield back in 2017 with the Marlins. Then he came here. 72, 13, 23, 26, and 38. Do you think he's not so capable why? of doing it? I don't. I don't. I don't think it's a, it's a lack of want or a lack of flexibility on his part. I don't even doubt that he may have changed uh, some some of the workout aspects to to kind of keep him more, you know, like that elasticity that you, you need in the outfield, the hamstrings, yeah. the quads, just to be a little more supple, whatever. I, I think that he's a committed performer. I think he's a good teammate, and, and I like Stanton. You know, I don't love the... I don't, I don't, I don't love the logjam that his contract presents, but I, I, I don't dislike Stanton. I'm, I'm kind of still happy that he's on the Yankees, but we have to understand what he is at this point and what he never will be, and that is an outfielder. And the other thing I don't like about this is you're really weakening two spots. So let me see. You're going to put Stanton in right, and by the way, he's not, a, he's not a butcher out there, no. but he's not Judge in right field. No. And now you're going to put Judge in left field, and I'm sure Judge will be really good. But would Judge be as, as good in left field as he would be in right field? And do you want to really waste his legs in left field with that spacious left center gap? Yeah, and Some he hasn't played. I'm just looking at the last time he played left field. It wasn't back. It was back in 2016. I don't even remember that. How many games? It, it, it was. He was in the minors. I don't even. Oh, know. I was going to say. I don't remember yeah. ever seeing him at left field at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, no, he I hasn't. really don't. No, it hasn't. It's always been right and center. So he's, yeah, he, he'd be playing a position. And it, again. He's a great athlete. He'll figure it out, as you're alluding to. Hell, Stanton figured it out last year when they threw him and left a couple of times. In the right? playoffs. He made exactly. a nice play against the Astros. That line drive. Remember that play? Yeah, so I believe that that, that um, Judge Aaron Judge would be fine in left field. But I, I also know that at some point, Giancarlo Stanton – you know, has to be more of a contributor than just being a DH, especially if he's going to be, you know, especially if they're going to have issues trying to get other DHs into the game, into the lineup. Not yeah. that they do, yeah, but, no, I, but but they could, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So we'll we'll see. Again, I, to me, it just gives you flexibility. At the end of the day, I'm happy for the flexibility. Yeah, I mean, listen, well, but... Like, we well, saw this with Matt Carpenter mm-hmm. last year, right? Like, you were just stuck. Like, what were you doing? You, you, you wanted to get Matt Carpenter's bat, who was who was great when the regular season, at least when he was playing and healthy, into the lineup. You just couldn't do it. It was because Giancarlo Stanton couldn't do anything other than play DH. Yep, yep. No, I, I get that. Um, but I don't I, – see, I wouldn't frame it. I appreciate the flexibility. I think it's a lack of flexibility that hamstrings the Yankees here. 
I really do. Now, lucky for us, although lucky slash unlucky for us, this is going to resolve itself in the way it usually does. Mm-hmm. Stance is going to get hurt. Hicks is going to get hurt <laughs> or he's going to stink. No, no, I'm not trying to be a wise guy. But after three, four, five years of this, of this, I mean, if 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 either one are, put it this way, <clears throat> excuse me, if both players are healthy this year and very productive, that will represent an anomaly. Mm. That will that would be a, a reversal of of recent fortune. So and and not, that's not to latch on to a negative um, mindset, like to be a pessimistic person. That's just a realist. Like I, you know, I look at the Yankees and I I I I, I see some things that I really like, and then I see some things that we've discussed for years that have been problematic. And Stanton's inability to play the outfield nightly is a problem. Hicks's inability to play well is a problem. And then I got Aaron Boone telling us, uh, and Hicks himself really more so, about uh, this isn't really Boone. I, I pardon me on that. This is more Hicks. He said, you know, I, I lost my passion for the game. Well, maybe you're playing too much golf. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you, you, you know, you, you're kind of going with the, with the cesspitous route here, playing golf every day. Yeah, that that kind of that bothers me. <laughs> how, me how do you? I, I mean, I get it. And if but if you're going to lose your passion, how old is he? I mean, he's not old. This has to be 33. Yeah, 32. Not, whatever not, he is, he's not he's not old from a baseball standpoint to say you lost the passion for the game. If you lost your passion for the game, then and your team is trying to desperately get to and win another World Series, then why are you out there? Type of thing, right? So it's I I understand why you admit it because you want to present yourself as vulnerable, but. I don't know. That's just an odd admission by Aaron Hicks. Yeah, listen, it's an easy way to explain the fact yeah. that you were horrendous last year. You're right. Honestly, that's just, that's, that's, what else? I, I think it's easier to say I lost my, pa-, although I wouldn't say that, but it's easier to almost frame it that way because it gives you, on some level, an excuse. And in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, maybe some people buy into it. And maybe they'll give me a chance out of the shoot this well, year. You know what? It's, it's something you say, though, when, you, when you're done, like when you retire. Right, people yeah, ask me true. all the time, like T, why'd you retire? I'm like, because I didn't want to do it anymore. I like, I lost my passion for the grind. Uh huh. Right. I I love the adulation on Sundays and the you know the going going to, but I hated going to work. You just yeah. I didn't want to do it anymore. You just uh-huh. lose your passion for it. Yeah, yeah. And there's no harm in that. But when you do that, just walk away. Exactly. <laughs> 877-337-6666. All right, Roberts in Maywood on the fan. What's up, Rob? Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. What's happening, man? Nothing much. Everything's good. Just wanted to talk to you about uh, the judge pursuing Rodgers, and if not, it's Rodgers or Bust, in my opinion. Yeah, go ahead. So I have a couple examples. If the Jets have Rodgers under radar, I'm assuming that means they want to win a championship, not just make the playoffs. Yeah, they're trying to win now. Right, they want to win now. So if Rodgers at best gives you two years, you have two years to figure it out, as opposed to Derek Carr, maybe a five-year deal takes you five. I mean, it saves you a lot of time drafting, maybe even some money. So what do you think? Well, I listen, the one thing that I think, thanks for the call, Rob, and, and Teek, let's incorporate this because I do think it's a little too black and white. You know, with, with when when people talk about Rodgers, it's obviously a much shorter window, and mm-hmm. then there's the other stuff that you want to incorporate. He's been a little weird the last year or two. I got that, right? Yeah. Then when you get to Derek Carr, it's like, well, he's a more stable, maybe more engaged, uh, more natural leader, and he'll galvanize the locker room, and I think the fans will like him, and he'll play well, but not great. So will he really right, – those are the things that we can dissect. I think the one thing that's left out, at least pertaining to Ro- – two things. <clears throat> With Rodgers, even if they don't win it in two years, let's say he gives them two years, 
there is a chance that Zach gets rehab behind the scenes. I've mm-hmm. said that, and that's appealing to me. But the other thing, think about what Eagle fans were thinking about three years ago, the night, whatever, the night that they drafted Jalen Hurts. Like, there is always a potential to find somebody somewhere else that just emerges from relative obscurity and becomes the man. Yeah. Jet and, fans aren't factoring that in. Yeah, That's th- possible. Th- but that is so rare. I mean, it actually isn't, but it, it is. Like, it, to, it, to do it intentionally. Right? I think, like, Russell Wilson, who won a Super Bowl in Seattle, that was, this, that was a like, a great find that was random. Nobody thought that that was going to happen. I think Jalen Hurts was much more of an intentional draft by, Howie, by agree. Howie Roseman. Right? I agree with that. He just kind of – he knew where his value was because yep. he's a smaller quarterback. He got benched in Alabama, um, you know, had to transfer out, goes to Oklahoma. They did okay, but, I mean, it's not like he won a national championship or the Heisman Trophy. He just kind of was overlooked despite how good he's always been. So it was intentional with, with how he did. It's hard to, it's hard to do that. Um, it's. I think it's almost easier to just get lucky, right, and find a kid that's late, like Brock Purdy, right? The San Francisco 49ers draft Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, and he turns out to likely be their starter next year if he's healthy enough, even though I saw that he's delaying his UCL I saw that. UCL I, inflammation is going to be at least until uh, March. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a bad sign. He's not going to be ready for the season, so. I agree. I guess it's Trey Lance again. Yeah, they already kicked Jimmy to the curb. They yep. asked him. They're like, nah, Jimmy won't be back. <laughs> Let's get Lou with a story. Lou is on the fan. What's up, buddy? Green tea, how you doing, Lou. buddy? Lou. What's up, Luke? And Tiki, how are you? All's good. Listen, uh, BT, let me let me put it to you this way, okay? I mean, even your partner there has been telling you what's right or wrong for the for the Jets. Well, what the heck I just want for your, I, well, No, wait, wait, wait. But this They're is my what neighbors, I want. BT. They're I my want, neighbors. I want Rogers. <laughs> I want Rogers to come here because uh-huh. that's the only way. Tickets going to be right, and I'm going to be right because otherwise, you're going to. This is going to go forever. Oh, the Jets made a mistake. I wanted to come here because Rogers not the same quarterback that he was then. Okay, when he was MVPs, all that stuff. Okay, this is now. Okay, even against Detroit, which you say he had like he won like about five in a row. Okay, at home, he led the team down. Okay. And, and and let me put it to you this way. With Green Bay, the thing was a hell of a lot better than the Jets. Because me and you, we Jets fans. We watch the Jets. Uh, wait, wait, Lou. Wait, hold on, Lou. Hold on, Lou. Hold on, buddy. Go ahead. Don't hang up on me, okay? Uh, well, hold on. So, okay. Lou just said Green Bay was a whole hell of a lot better than the Jets. Uh, I got news for you. I was in Lambeau Stadium, Lambeau Field. The Jets beat the Packers. Yeah. What are you right talking about? Right after they lost to the Giants. But what are you talking about? Down the stretch. They, they, He's talking about they, down the they, stretch. They, wasn't, wasn't, he, wasn't he hurt at that time? No, Very, he was playing. I mean, yeah, he was hurt. He hurt his, that was when he hurt his thumb. But he was, I'm he saying, was he, was play, he, was, he was playing, though. Let me though. ask you something. Against the Giants, okay? I know. Against the Giants. But listen, the Jets right now, what he did, what they did was with defense, was at the beginning of the season, the first half. The second half, I don't remember the last time they got a sack. They, they they got a fumble. Well, that's they true. Created a, yeah. a, a turnover. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Re- I mean, I, me and you, we watch the Jets. I don't know. Yeah. First of all, let me ask you something. If you get Roger here, uh-huh. he's going to be interviewed. Okay. Yeah. And then the first question they're going to ask him is, "Why did you lie, mislead everybody about the COVID nineteen? We got another Kyrie. Okay, no, no, well, lose right. We got another Kyrie. Okay. Well, no, hold Go on. Ahead. Well, well, I, well. Listen, he's going to be asked those questions. I hope we're past that. Well, we're really not do. because you know that somebody's going to bring it up. Still. You know that, and you know what? Oh my you, God! Then why are you hiding the case? You know well, what I'm saying? Well, well, <laughs> the gang hall. I mean, come on. Well, he's not case. hiding. He's he's hitting a mental reset, Lou. Thanks for the call. I don't think he's hiding from Lou and Astoria, or he's hiding from Tiki and Tierney's criticism or conversation. Listen, Aaron Rodgers. 
uh, if he's a Jet, if wherever he goes, but especially here, he's going to have to answer some questions. Mm-hmm. He's not a hardened criminal. He believes what he believes, and I live in a world, in my world, you are allowed to believe what you believe, and you are allowed to say what you believe in our country without being stoned, mm-hmm. you know, in the, you know, literally hit with rocks in Times Square uh, or hung, God forbid. You're allowed to believe things, even if they seem wacky to some of us. You know what I mean? So what he'll do, he'll answer it. He's an intelligent person. You might disagree with his rationale or his logic, uh, but then we'll move on. And what will happen is this. He will either play well and we will laud him, or he will play terribly and we will crush him like anybody else. Yeah. It's that simple. It's funny because I almost don't even care. Like, what's more interesting? Why you've lied about the vaccine or why you've had three fiancés? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't commit, buddy. What's going right on? Up. Hey, come on. Tell me about commitment. What's the story, Aaron dude? Rogers. Like, what's going on with you, dude? Yeah. That's a lot of fiancés. I know. I agree with you. <laughs> I find that more interesting. 100%. I can care less about damn COVID. I mean, just be a bachelor way. forever or, or just get married. Yes. Uh, you know, but you're straddling a very weird fence here. Or or just be be straight pimp. Whatever it is. Yeah. Just, just be real about it. And you know what? Listen, when he comes here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have him hang out with Zoo. So he can't. He, big Zoo. Oh, that's dangerous. That's uh, a dangerous combo. Can you imagine, like, say, Lugauer before he got married, Zoo, who else would you want to roll? Who who else would roll with Rogers? You take him out. Who else would you go with from the station? That's young and not married. Mm, who, who, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, I'm, got, I'm well, trying to think off the top of my head. How most many of us are married now? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's I mean, if we would have gotten me and Hoff in our primes, forget Ooh. about it. Rogers would have. Said, <laughs> I, I know it. I maybe, know it. Uh, maybe me and uh, maybe stick me Pat Boyle over there. Patty uh, B's got Patty a little B, game. All yeah. right, we could do that. We, we could have a little fun over there. I mean, listen, we'll we'll bring Gallo. Gallo will have a good time. Uh, with Gallo. Gallo bring the drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, of course. <laughs> actually, exactly. Rogers will bring the drugs. Maybe maybe they'll actually end up kicking it off better than anybody. They might. They might. Hey, we're, we're, it's like uh, it's it's walkthrough. Where, where's Rogers? He's at Gallo's crib in Staten Island. He's playing video games. Where's Rogers? He's playing the show. He's yeah, playing him, Fortnite with Gallo. He's him, high. Him and Gallo are just watching Super Mario Brothers from 1993 for the 55th time. Oh, jeez. Hey, it's on loop. A, there's a new Mario Brothers coming out. Did you see it? A movie or a game? A movie. There's no, a movie. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks pretty good. Yeah, actually. It looks actually all it right. looks good. I, I want to yeah, take the kids. I want to take the kids. Oh, for kids, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's definitely a kid's oh, movie. All right, but, and and maybe a story. It's kind of it's well, kind of bringing say, back some nostalgia. Well, but no, saying. but he he's right. He, Zoo just hit on some. Those, those are kid movies, but they make it for the parents. So if the parents want to do a little something right. before they go, as long as they're not driving, <laughs> the parents enjoy it. It's true. Hey, hey, that's Johnny, what they do. Johnny, we're gonna Uber to uh, the theater that's a mile away. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's exactly. You I know don't funny? even know what Super Mario Brothers is, Dad. Sorry. Don't worry. You'll figure it out, kid. Enjoy it. You'll like it. Eat your popcorn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we put on a movie, Look Who's Talking, because, you know, anything with animals. and Oh, yeah. Remember that with John yeah, Travolta and Kirstie Alley? Oh, I do. man. Now, it's PG. We put uh, my, my son just turned eight. My daughter's six. Now, we're, we vaguely recollect it was dogs. They were, mm-hmm. they were talking. It was funny. It was cute. Like the first scene, it's like the most risque conversation. I'm like, can't watch this. Can't watch it. So we watched a great, it's called Pause of Fury. Has wow, anybody seen was, this? I, no. I saw, I think I saw the trailer for that. Oh, it's cool. It's hilarious, right? I loved right? it. It's about a bunch of samurai cats. Yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> saw the trailer. Who had their village uh, basically ransacked by other cats. It's 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 power play, clearly. Uh, and a dog who is not thought to be of samurai uh, fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually embrace him. They, they they coach him up a little bit, and the dog becomes the big uh, the big cheese samurai. Ooh. It was awesome. 
Uh, I, might, I liked it. That might be a, that might get on the watch list. I feel good watching those kid movies. I really do. I Such enjoy pure it. joy. And then you know what's also we're great? all kids at heart. Yeah, oh, that, that's a fact. But you know what? You watch some of the stuff like for me that I watched as a kid in the late nineties, early two thousands. I've watched them now. Like, give me Boy, give me one example before we break. Like Something Rocco's. From- uh, modern, modern Life. Ad- I yeah, never even heard life. of that. Yeah. That was one of the best shows as a kid, and I loved it oh, as it a t- kid. It was a sitcom? It was, yeah, it was so on like Nickelodeon. So it was kind of like you by the Bell, that kind of deal? It, it was a Nickelodeon cartoon. I got you. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. um, I, I used to watch it as a kid, loved it as a kid. I saw it as an adult, yeah. and they had so many dirty jokes in this thing. Oh, yeah? I was like, wow. Really? So that's why, that's why my yeah. mom and dad always let me watch this. God, there you go. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney here on The Fan. We got you till 2 and then it's Cartner Roberts coming up after us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We've got All In coming up at noon. Yankee tickets coming up next hour as well. And a chance to register for a trip down to Tampa to check out the Bombers. Couple of nights, airfare. Some good uh, good stuff down at George uh, Steinbrenner Field, which is really cool. I was there. Uh, I was actually there this summer. Uh, for uh, family vacation, we went over to a game. Remember, I showed. I remember, I got the uh, Colton yeah. got the ball from Jason Dominguez. Yeah, that's right. I was just reading something awesome. about Jason Dominguez. How the Yankees are excited about his progress heading into uh, into camp this spring. So, be interesting to see if he has any. Sh- I don't think he really has a shot to make the forty man boat. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I, it, it would surprise. I mean, he's not going to be on the opening day roster, but no. yeah, he is intriguing. Where he's. Um, he really started to show some pop. Now, he's not quite – I think he's ranked 67. 
Uh, yeah. He's the 67th rated prospect. Yeah, that, that sounds right. I was looking at it yesterday because yeah. somebody called us and said the Mets don't have a good farm system. And I was like, well, Which is be. not accurate at all. Yeah, they're the seventh best yeah. according to the updated ratings. Yankees are 17th, by the way. But here it is. It's in the post, actually, today. Yeah, yeah I read the article. Yeah, yeah. it's good so piece. it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if he's ready. Ready? He's, ready. he's not. He's not. He's still very young, but... Um, it's a good sign, though. Well, it's a good sign because every time they elevated him, he didn't stumble. And, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he figured it out fairly fast as he went up the levels. I think he was at uh, Hudson Valley. <clears throat> was he, he was at the Renegades. I know he jumped up there. He played some playoff games for them. So, I mean, th- I'll tell you, if nothing else, well, first of all, the Yankees will be good. I mean, how good, we'll, we'll see. That's why you got to play the season. But I, if nothing else, this Yankees season is going to be unique in the sense that there are legitimate young players mm-hmm. that could really be impactful that are going to be on the team at some point this season. Yeah. And we don't really say that too often and with even the Yankees. If, even if they're just a short-time call-ups, it'll, at least you're going to see them. At least you'll get a start start to get an indication. These guys we've been talking about forever. Yes. Yeah. The The waters are a little different. There's uh, there's an infusion of youth coming, which is always fun. Uh, let's get Jimmy and Stony Point. What's happening, Jimmy? How are you? Good, how are you? Um, thanks for taking my call, guys. Always love talking to you guys. Um, usually I'm agreeing with Tiki and disagreeing with BT, but I think I'm going to have to agree with you, BT, here. It's definitely Aaron Rodgers. Not or bust, but it's Aaron Rodgers is the number one option until he's not. It's just the guy won back-to-back MVPs like 12 months ago, and people are acting <laughs> like he's washed up. So I, I just don't get it. Um, but, yeah, that's all I wanted it's to bring not, it's up. Not, it's not that he's washed up because I don't think that's the case. I think he's going to be great. Wherever he plays next year, he's going to be great. The, my only issue is that there is zero indication that he wants to play for the New York Jets. And so the Jets are going to sit here and wait and wait and wait and maybe miss out on other opportunities, most specifically Derek Carr, because they didn't offer him a deal. They had a great visit with him. They told him he could be first ballot Hall of Fame. All these things that make you sound like, dude, we want to sign this guy. And they didn't offer him anything because they're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. That just that just feels a little imprudent, if you ask me. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like the idea of waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Plus, like BT mentioned, I think a little bit earlier, if no one's offering Derek Carr a contract, I don't think the Jets should be the team to jump on it. And it's just weird to me how other teams that do need a quarterback, such as the San Francisco 49ers, aren't interested at all in a guy like Derek Carr. When yeah, they but just... I, I think they have, I think they think they have their, their solution in house already with Trey Lance. I mean, cause let's not forget Trey Lance actually started for the 49ers last season. Like, he was the starter. Jimmy Garoppolo was the backup, even though he was coming off whatever his injury was. I forget what his injury was last off season, but he, Trey Lance started and then he got hurt. And that's why Jimmy Garoppolo ended up having to play. And then Jimmy got hurt again. And obviously we ended up with Brock Purdy. So Trey Lance is the guy that Jimmy did a, that Kyle Shanahan wants to be the man out there. Well, they've he, also shown the ability to plug in different guys, even yeah. uh, Mullins a couple of years ago. Like, so that's they right. had other guys who had had some success. So it's more of a system based thing. Yep. Which would I, I would think give them a lot of faith to uh yeah it's to more plug it's more it's more can you pick up the system can you execute what we're asking you to do it's not complicated but can you execute it Danny's in Brooklyn on the fan with Tiki and Tierney Danny what's happening man Danny. I it's actually Danny from Roswell I'm sorry what's up Danny um, I wanted to talk about Stanton um, just let me throw some numbers at you right uh, to start on May 21st this year this past year he was hitting 309. His best month after that was 180, which was a 24th bat month. He hit 156, 130, and 143, respectively, the rest of the season each month. 
Yeah, every year we have this narrative, can we get Stanton in the lineup? Is he going to get hurt? Is he going to play the field? How about he just disappears? All right? We're a better <laughs> He's team too good. No, I mean, he's, too, he's too good of a hitter. In, in no, he's not a good hitter. I just told you what he did last year. Okay. He hit for four months. He hit 150 for four months. That's because he was hurt. He's up. He's done. He's done. He hit, he's, he's amazing when he's hot. But that's two weeks out of every 15 weeks. Why are you so angry at John Carlos Stanton? Like, yeah, Stanton. Why, ha- why are you so angry at him, though? Because he's blocked. Because Bryce Harper would be playing the outfield for the Yankees if it wasn't for Stanton. Soto might be here. Eric Brantley would have, I mean, Michael Brantley would have been here for the last five years. But is that Stanton's fault? We need. Is that Stanton's fault or is that Cashman's oh, fault? No, it's Brian <laughs> Cashman's fault, who's never answered why in the 2017 American League Championship Series, when that concluded, what, what made him think we needed another big clown that strikes out from the right side of the plate 200 times a year? I mean, he's, and not only that, he gets paid like Bryce Harper and Mookie Betts. Yeah. I mean, five tool plays. you got to take this guy off the field in the seventh inning, pinch run for him, or replace him in the outfield when he plays. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> Danny, you're yeah. not, you're not, yeah. Danny's I, not wrong. He's not assessment. at all. He's not. No, I'm not wrong. I That's know, exactly you know, what it, it is. Easy. I got you. <laughs> I hear you, man. And this guy, and, and he's the nice But you're stuck guy with him. 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 But the problem and is, Danny, nice you're stuck guy. with him. You're stuck with him. Oh, like, boy, are we stuck with him. And Cashman's never answered that question. What were you thinking? What, what did, maybe he thought he was going to hit 59 homers and 140 RBIs for the rest of his career. But he's not come close to that. And the best year and the most wins the Yankees have had in the last six years was when Stan didn't play that year. Well, they won. But they won 99 last year and he, and he did play. Listen, I'm not here to defend um, Stanton to a level that is unrealistic. I mean... But I'm also not here to bury the guy. I didn't realize, mm-hmm. but I, I did look it up based on Danny's numbers. I didn't realize it was this bad. I mean, he did hit 170. I'm looking at his splits: 176 in June, 156 in July, wow. and 130 in August, and 143 in September. Wow, that is wretched, man. That is bad. Holy hell, that's bad. Well, oh, the problem oh, is, I mean, man. how many at-bats were there is, you know, it wasn't a ton. It couldn't have been. Uh, well, let's see. I mean, 75. I felt like he was hurt. 80, the, I felt like he was hurt quick, the entire hold on, time. Uh, hold on, quick man. The 80 from 140. About 160 there. One, two, two, three. About 270. Hmm. I mean, that's just about half a season. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not as few as I thought. Actually. Wow. Oh, my God. That is, that's incriminating. There's, I mean, that's real. That's pathetic. That is pathetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, uh, imagine if Julius Randle was shooting 9% from three-point range. Yeah, but are you calling... <laughs> 9%? I, I know, that's kind you, of the equivalent. Are you calling him washed? The answer is no. Am I calling Stanton washed? Yeah. Uh, no, but he is problematic. He's not washed. Like, Hicks, I think, is just... I think Hicks, I think it's over with him. Yeah. I mean, now he doesn't even care. He said he's lost his passion, so... Yeah, but I think Stanton... I, I know Stanton can still run into some fastballs. Problem is, I think what he, what he brings to the table that's good... Uh, it's largely offset by the problems, the the lack of flexibility, the lack of health, um, being prone to long streaks of inefficiency. Uh, Les Cole is not wrong. He's just not. 877, and that's a Cashman thing. So, Tink, how about this? The stark contrast to Giancarlo Stanton's um, impotent final few months, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Gwynn, who's no longer with us, obviously. Rest in peace to uh, one of the two or three greatest pure hitters of all time, Ted Williams. 
Obviously, Tony's right there. Tony Gwynn, if Tony Gwynn, you know we talk about slumps like, you know, 0 for 19, 1 for yep. 20. If Tony Gwynn finished his career 0 for 1,120, he would still be a lifetime 300 hitter. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you think about that. That's impressive. You know, and you get about, you know, 600. Legendary. I mean, that's basically two straight seasons of playing every day with not a single hit. Mm-hmm. And he still would hit 300. Oh, man. I am interested to see the shift and, you know, what kind of results it spits back. I, I think that the pitch timer is uh, is going to be good for us. I think that's obviously going to be um, a benefit to the game, and, and we'll, we'll reap the rewards there. Uh, they've got to police it vigilantly. I know that they will because otherwise it's a disservice to the sport. They've got to do it early. You're going to see people confused during spring. We have games coming up this weekend. Tough. Deal with it. We, it will benefit down the road. But the shift is... I'm not expecting this to be the 1980s all over, but we have gotten used to a certain style of baseball that is very unbecoming in mm-hmm. terms of like... Uh, aesthetically like, bad. That's what I mean. It's aesthetically unbecoming, and it's also, it just slows, not slows, because that's the wrong word. It it it, it hampers the game, right? It, it makes some, some at-bats just kind of meaningless. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to to do everything right. It's the hardest thing to do in sports is to square up a a spherical object with a spherical bat mm-hmm. at a high rate of speed and movement, incredible movement, either you know up, down, or in or out. And you actually do all that perfect, right? And you hit a one hop rocket to the outfield, and some dude catches it on one hop on grass. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not even one hop catches it in the air or or in the air. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but I've seen a lot of one hoppers to like almost like softball, short right field. And he's out. It's like, how, how dispiriting is that? Oh, I see what you're you saying. Know what I mean? So you one-hop it to short right field, and the guy still throws you out at first base. Because they have the extra fielder yeah. there with the shift. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just, that's unfair. You do everything right for the hardest thing to do. It's like sinking a 50-foot you know, putt at the Masters, and a little gopher kicks the ball out of the last <laughs> second. Get out of here. And we can't count that. Danny's up in the Bronx. What's going on, Danny? What's happening, Danny? How you doing, Tiki and Danny? We're good. What's up, Danny? All right, good. So uh, here's my uh, take on uh, Derek Carr. I don't know why the Jets didn't make an offer to him because he was there for two days. But offer him $50 million a year for five years. And I think he's going to take it. And he's 31 years old. He's yep. got experience. And he doesn't get hurt. And let me ask you this, Dan. About let me, that's, the, the money's ludicrous. That's not happening. But okay, you like Derek Carr. I respect that. But yeah. let me at least, Dan, I respect that. Let me at least answer the first part. You said, why wouldn't the Jets offer him a contract? Because right. they want Rodgers more than they want him. Mm-hmm. That's why. They should forget about that. Why? Derek Carr. He's why, a very Danny? good quarterback. And he's. He's younger. He can stay with them for five years. Okay, Who knows but if uh, yeah, Rogers can stay for two years. Okay, I got you. But I guess I yeah. I, I, I again, it's it's a calculation of risk, and it's right. also a forecast of potential. Like nobody's yeah. sitting here saying, "Boy, I wonder how good Aaron Rodgers can be." We know when he's engaged and he's got weapons, he's great. Yeah, but great but BT. I think Danny brings up an interesting point. Go ahead, because. Think about all of the conversations. Maybe indirectly, it's an interesting point. All of the <laughs> so conversations. upon a good point, basically. Well, is what you're no, but he, he, it's it was premise to what he's talking about, but it, it, he didn't lead with it. If you're the Jets, don't you want to get off this quarterback carousel? 
this, all right, we got a guy for a couple of years. We got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. Ugh, he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, we got a guy. He's fantastic. He's a, he's, a, he's a journeyman, but Brian Fitzpatrick gave us an awesome season. Yeah, he's got to go someplace else. Can't We can't commit to him long term. Like, it's just been this constant turnover and turmoil with the quarterback position. Doesn't it sound appealing? Despite how great Aaron Rodgers could be mm-hmm. to have some stability for half a decade, I mean, doesn't that isn't that appealing to you? Because because it would be to me. Like when I think about the Giants, the the one reason, and we had a you know a, a, a hypothetical off the wall conversation about how Daniel Jones is more valuable, and I think this is actually factual, more valuable to the Jets next season. Yeah, you see, he made the New York Post again, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I did, I did see that. Keep more coming up with these good takes. We'll keep <laughs> exactly. making the papers. I love it. Right to the Jets than he is to the Giants because the Giants aren't quite ready to be like a champion. Right, the Jets mm-hmm. kind of have the roster to. They just need a quarterback who's viable and can you know grow and do some great things. Daniel Jones is that guy. But the reason I don't want him to leave the Giants is because I don't I, I don't want to get caught in this who's our quarterback. Like let's let's well we gotta find the next guy. Well, what about the draft? Or what about free like I don't want to be caught in that. Yeah. And the Jets have feel like they're perpetually caught in that. We are. Doesn't it doesn't it it can't it, it's gotta be somewhere inside of you to just say, I just want like peace at my quarterback position. Well and Aaron Rodgers is not going to give that to you. Yes, he's going to give you some excitement, a potential deep playoff run. I don't think he's you're winning the Super Bowl unless everything goes right because of how stacked the AFC is. We've talked about this many times. So Aaron Rodgers gives you a little of that, but no stability. And a year or two, you're going to be having the same conversation all over again. Isn't that what makes it less appealing? Uh, the short answer is is yes, okay, but there's there's a lot of things to unpack from that. Use the uh, the word peace. I am mm-hmm. perpetually searching for football peace. <laughs> it has proven to be quite uh, quite evasive. All right, mm-hmm. but I also think that you simplify it because I don't think the Derek Carr brings the kind of peace that you intimate that he will because he's good, but he's not great. So there's a different level of of comfort. Yes, it would be more comforting than what we've had, but it would not be peaceful enough where my Sundays would still be without possible torment, yeah. number one. Number two, and I admit, I am I am kind of alone on this. I am still intrigued by the notion of repairing Zach Wilson. Mm. So when everybody says it's Rodgers in two years and then what, and I understand why you would say it, my retort is, yeah, there's a possibility the guy who's a mess right now comes out rehabbed and is a gunslinging superstar. I might be alone with that. Mm. I have not abandoned that. And that's a lot of the, well, not a lot. That is a a part of my conviction with Rodgers, more so than Carr. Number one, Rodgers is better than Derek Carr, indisputable. And number two, secondarily, I think that's the only way to salvage Zach Wilson, and I still want to try. Yeah. Is there there a team, because I'm trying to justify what I just asked you that you want. Is there a team that has a very good quarterback, not great, that consistently is in the postseason and is satisfied with where they are. Is there a team like that? Say that again. Is there a team that's in the postseason? What consistently in the postseason? Yep, has a good quarterback, but not a championship team. But they haven't won a championship. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. consistently in the playoffs. They're consistently good, mm-hmm. and they're they're maybe they're like a little bit short of the I know Super what you're Bowl. Saying. But they're like they're always good. Tennessee have, was I felt Tennessee was that way for a while, but now they're ready to move on from Tannehill. I think Tennessee yeah. fits that profile. Maybe it's Minnesota. Maybe uh, Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota. Even though it's another one. You know, Not Kirk many. Cousins has only been there for a few years now, but a couple years. Maybe Minnesota. 
But again, they're starting to get frustrated. They're consistently good. They, they fired their DC. Fired their DC. Yep. They're consistently good. They're but it's just never good enough. And so I guess that's a short the, list of teams. I guess I'm I guess I'm answering my own question. In the NFL, being really good and just not great is not acceptable. That's that's kind of the point. Again, more appealing than being a doormat or being semi relevant every every six or seven years, but not the ultimate answer. It's yeah. tough. I get it. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. We're going all in coming up next at noon. We got Yankee tickets as well and a chance to register for a chance to go down to Tampa and hang with the Bombers for a little bit. So we'll do that next hour. We have you until 2. That's Cartner Roberts coming up after us. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 